Hey guys, it's Karsten here. Um, this episode, we were going to talk about loss and grieving of loved ones. And I got real for a moment with a story of my current situation. So on this episode, I do talk about killing myself. I do talk about so su- well, suicide. And then we do also talk about losing loved ones and family members as well as my alcoholism and some dark dark thoughts. So I just wanted to warn you guys about that in this episode. So if this is something that is going to bother you, just be prepared to these conversations are happening. Thanks. Love you. This week on the Mental Health Monday podcast. Mm -mm. Fifth century BCE, before COVID existed. And they say white people have no culture. (laughs) Would you have some wet ass noodles? Taylor Swift only has four good songs, maybe. dinner hang on are we recording yes i walked in on ben (laughs) eating dinner eating alfredo and i was like damn that looks good i want some and then i remembered i had just had my fat ass just had a whole pork chop from texas roadhouse (laughs) and it's like the the big block ones like that like it's a pork chop it's not like what you'd buy at a store it's like yeah like a legit pork chop yeah and so the service was, mm, it could have improved, but the food was delicious, and uh, Alicia came back, so it was really good to see her. Nice. Well, this was a stupid idea, but <laughs> we're going to go for it. So quick backstory, because we're going to try to keep this episode an hour as a kind of a filler and bonus content, and just, uh, I'm on vacation this week as we're recording this, and I was like, hey, let's just do two episodes this week. And we'll do one of them as a filler and one with a guest, and then right. we can take a break. We're re-recording <laughs> another episode yeah. because <laughs> it, we had some very, very speech and technical difficulties on the last one, as yeah. it turned out. Um, so here we are again. That's the backstory of this, but it'll be fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fun. Yes. I think that in having the topic of grieving and loss... Um, of a loved one, pets, things like that, um, is something that everybody can relate to. Most people can. And and I think that right now is a very, it's shitty to say, but a very relevant time to be discussing it with a lot of things going on. So, um, but enough of that negativity and bringing it down. I'm, I sound monotone on this one. Like I'm, I don't have energy yet. I, this is my first energy drink of the day or caffeine of the day and it is literally 8 14 so we'll see what happens like this could kick all at once <laughs> could kick i mean all, yeah all at once like the c4 will hit you yeah it's like who's who this am i talking or is ben talking who knows yeah no one knows you can't my personality isn't showing but you know what is it. showing movies at the movie theater yeah Okay. I want to <laughs> I want to interject really quick <laughs> an off topic thing. Um 
let's just talk about how Knocked Loose surprise dropped an EP on a random Wednesday. <gasps> I can't even... Uh, it doesn't matter if I say it on the podcast, but, I mean, by the time this comes out, the pre- pre-records... No, pre... Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 8 p.m. 8 a.m. Not yes. toys. Mm. Um, I got an alarm. Damn it, I got to wake up early. Yes, so they... They did what now? Surprise dropped an EP today. They That they did. kind of announced. They d- updated their cover photo and yeah. uh, profile picture and, and they, their Instagram. Yeah. They did upload the track list like... Subtly. Subtly, or like, I think it uploaded somewhere on the internet and somebody found it. Um, and I've listened to it one and a half times. It's very good. I haven't touched it yet. It, oh man. I, it, it's really cool. Like, it's different enough from like Different Shade of Blue that it feels like a different project. But there's also like callbacks to like, Older tracks, even off of like laugh tracks and like a couple like lyric callbacks to different shade of blue. Mm-hmm. So I, it was really neat. Um, yeah. It's yeah. kind of crazy how. I can get behind it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I... I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, like, thinking about how it's kind of crazy, like, the mainstream success that Knocked Loose has seen. Mm-hmm. Because they're not, like, the typical metalcore band that ends up on, like, big festivals. Like, right. They're not, like, an I Prevail style or, like... Um, Killswitch Engage like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, Killswitch Engage has had mainstream success for a fucking, like, over a decade. Right. Um, but, like, seeing them blow up and, like, playing Not Fest and stuff is, like... Really cool. Crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. They are the biggest thing to happen in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Or, or, and for hardcore in the Midwest, I think, even. Yeah, I mean, they definitely... I feel like since... I feel like they've had, like the like, the mainstream success for like their sound is like I feel like the last time that's happened was like probably Slipknot. Yeah. I mean there may be like one or two in there like I mean August Burns Red is like a staple. A staple. They still don't really have like super mainstream success. Like they're not really playing like they're not like headlining the big festivals or anything like that. Really? Yeah. I'd say Motionless in the White and uh, yeah. what's uh, the other one? Ice Nine Kills. Ice Nine Kills, yeah. Like those two. But. Yeah, for like um, for like the pretty like generic kind of mm-hmm. metalcore, clean, like clean choruses, breakdowns, like that kind of stuff. But like Knocked Loose's sound, I would have never thought, like if you would have said five years ago that Knocked Loose was going to be like main staging huge festivals i'd be like okay <laughs> okay buddy <laughs> yeah maybe they'll sell out like a 500 cap but yeah yeah kind of crazy now that we're done talking about music on a mental health monday podcast um let's go ahead and wrap up with our wrap up with our positive <laughs> we're done see you <laughs> six <laughs> I minutes in, i told you it was a stupid <laughs> idea to begin with and um but yeah uh it's uh I'm just really tired, but there's a lot to look forward to. I think that um, 
that being said, like today we had, a, I'm on vacation. I went into work on my vacation to work because what else am I going to do with my life? And I was set up for the hiring event that we're doing. And so it was from two to five, but Nicole was like, get there at, like, I'm coming in at 11. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll be there at 12. Thinking that it was like starting at 12 if you're getting there at 11 to set up. Find out it starts at two. I was like, what am I doing coming in at 12 to move a table across the room and go get some chairs? Like, this did yeah. not take three, like, so, but it was fine. And I feel I, like a lot of places have been doing hiring events. It, it was it was decent. I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and not allowed to say, but I was like, the amount of people that actually showed up surprised me. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely didn't, ex- I thought it was going to be maybe one, two, three. Three, yeah. if oh, it was a good day, because you have to yeah. think like it's Wednesday between two and five. Middle of the day, yeah. Like who, kind of who's coming out of their way to do this, dude? We had a guy at, who was there at like prompt, like the uh, we we walked away to go get like candy for the bowls or waters or something. We walked away and we come back and he's sitting down at the table by himself just waiting for us. And I was <laughs> like, oh, and Nicole was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go over there. And I was like, no, we're gonna put on our big girl pants. We're gonna take a deep breath yeah. and we're gonna do this. And then yeah, he's uh, he seems like a great candidate too. But yeah, um, I feel like the I I went to like one of those hiring events one time like for. Um, uh, who was it for? It was like um, it was basically like a warehouse job for one of like the big like Macy's or something like that. Yeah, down in um, or up in uh, Monroe. Yeah, like they have this big warehouse the fulfillment centers. Yeah, like one of the fulfillment, fulfillment centers basically. Yeah. And this was like probably uh, uh, not maybe ten years ago, maybe not quite ten years ago. But I show up and like there's just like so many people. Mm-hmm. And like they go, you basically go in, they have you fill out like a, your paperwork and then you like basically go to like, uh, you, you, there's like multiple rounds of interview. Like American Idol auditions. Like you start it's what it as, felt like, yeah, you like start you go as a in, big bowl group of fish bowl. You go in and there's like 10 or so high tops with, uh, workers sitting at them like supervisors. And you go up and they do like a short interview, like not even 10 oh, minutes. Shit. Hang on, I've got a text. But and talking. you go, you get through that and then you go into this room with like a group of like 15 to 20 other people <laughs> and they talk about the position and then you um, do like a swab for a background check. And so we had, they had us do this swab and then they're like, okay, uh, We'll call you if you want you want you back for a second interview. Mm-hmm. I never got a call back, but like the idea of just like walking into a place with like a hundred or so other people, knowing that like maybe twenty of these people are going to get hired, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know. It feels like like an American Idol audition. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it was wild. super weird. I think I've walked in and I've got hired on out of my like prior jobs like from teenage and like early years like I think of the like main the four jobs that I actually had I think I walked in and on the spot hired three that was my last job yeah yeah I literally I mean it's a small family-owned business like literally three other employees and I walk in and I'm wearing like you know just not like super nice just like a polo and khakis Mm -hmm. we're just talking like at the front 
Dust when you walk in. Three positives that you're gonna. No, no. Add into that? Okay. No, so because this, I think we're on mine. This was. Oh yeah, are we? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was well, like, "What is he doing?" We kind of right like now? went off. We went off track. <laughs> we went off tangent, and we're just gonna. T- <laughs> no, I just remember like I walk in really excited and, like, to talk about this. We do like a five minute interview, and he's like, "Okay, so uh, when can you start?" And I was like, "Tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Okay, clock in right now. When you need me?" <laughs> Basically. Sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. Couldn't be more awkward than the last episode we tried to record. <laughs> it was getting there, and that's why I spoke up. I was like, nope, we're going to nip this gonna, in the butt <laughs> real that quick. that shit out right now. No. Um, tangents are fun, especially late at night ones. Uh, Charlie's episode was one of my favorites after the playback because it was serious enough to have a converse, it was a conversation, but it was also very joking, oh, yeah. and like it was, it was a perfect balance. Or, and honestly, that's one of my second positives is being able to sit down with Charlie and uh, see him again for the first time in a while. I think the last time was probably at the fire that we had back at the old house. Oh yeah, yeah. And so uh, that would be my second positive is that episode with him and it doing really well and just having a. Like an eye-opening conversation about some things, too. I think every episode that definitely helps us in some way, and that didn't happen last episode filler <laughs> that we tried. So That may never see the light of it, day. Well, it's probably, it's, it's probably getting burned, or we're probably erasing <laughs> it today. But we have more space now that we're using my computer, yes. so temporarily. Third positive is that, uh, like I said, I had a really... Um, a really good pork chop at Texas Roadhouse. And then Alicia came up and she's been, she left about four weeks ago and then she came back up to see us today and it was really nice treat and I missed her a lot. And then uh, we are going to make plans to go square dancing or line dancing or booting drinking i don't know what you want to how you want to word it but like <laughs> we're gonna wear boots and we're going to a country bar okay oh so whatever God. happens at that oh and if you're listening to this i don't listen to country actually i can't stand it but to do it in mockery with somebody who yes. does but enjoy country i think it could be fun it's like i don't want to say country music as a culture might get canceled but i mean it is it yeah like is that like i'm not i'm not joking like is it like I mean, literally go to, like, any music town, and, like, mm-hmm. you'll see that it's literally... Like, a, a culture, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, so, like, it's it'd be fun to try a different culture. Yeah. Oh, gosh, man, I sound... My un-Americanism, patriotism is showing. And they say white people have no <laughs> culture. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you mean? I got tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> That's not white people culture. Come on. <laughs> Edit that out for the love of God. <laughs> no, it's fucking staying on. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, oh it came God. from Taiwan, didn't it? Or no, I don't uh, think it was hair dye. It was, I mean, uh, it was either like Polynesian or like Asian culture. Yeah. Somewhere, but. It doesn't matter. Um, Jamie, pull that up. Jamie. Uh, first positive for me is um, in three days, we'll be leaving for Arkansas for the National Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, that's why I was home so late or, and we ate so late is, are you going to get this edited by tonight? There shouldn't be too much. Sure. But. I mean, I'll, I'll at least get half of it. Okay. Edited. Um, 
but I went to Bass Pro because I needed some... I have hiking pants, but I needed some hiking shorts. So I got some hiking shorts. Greek. Tattoos Greek. originated in Greek. Uh, Greek and Greece and Rome. Would have never guessed that. Mm-mm. Fifth century BC, huh. before COVID existed. <laughs> I did that very fast and subtle. BCE, before, before COVID, COVID existed. existed. I mean... Technically, I'm not wrong. Uh, my second positive is um, Katrina and I are doing date night tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to uh, Matha Miller's in Westchester, mm-hmm. which is like bougie Applebee's. I don't really know. Like the, it's like <sighs> it's like bar food, but a little bit like fancier um, food that we like. I think they have pretty much like anything. It's like a pub. Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and so, and then we're probably gonna walk around that little area. Square. Yeah. yeah. Um, third positive is... Dude, I just want to go over to England and be like, I'm in the town square. <laughs> I don't know. Which town square? The town square. There's a lot of town squares. Exactly. Be like... I'm in England, in the town square. I think you might get beat up. <laughs> Not if I'm holding a pretzel, I won't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Seems like a very English thing to do. I, I guess. Isn't, aren't pretzels like German? I guess they are. You'd have to be holding like a scone. Yeah. In a t- in a biscuit, a biscuit, yeah, biscuit, yeah, which is not our biscuit. Could hold a tea, but if I was yeah. holding a tea, it'd be a Lipton diet Lipton oh, green God. tea with You'd citrus. Get sacrificed in the middle of the town square for that. <laughs> it would literally crucify you. Uh, what is oh, fuck? Third positive. Um, third positive is. Uh, we started Lego Star Wars again. There you go. And that's been super fun. Um, Don't tell the backstory again. I keep... Uh, didn't go no, anywhere. I'm not going to tell the backstory. <laughs> uh, but I will say, uh, and I, I uh, told Katrina this the other night, is that I want to be a voice actor for the Lego Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, the only... They just make sounds. Yeah. Like, they're just like... Hua! Yeah. Like... I just think that'd be hilarious. Just like you're watching the credits scroll and you just see my name, but it's just like uh, Lego Stormtrooper number one or some yeah. shit like that. Like, I don't know. That'd be hilarious to me. That'd be funny. Just like, because there's no words or dialogue. It's just right. It's just like n- noises. Noises, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Be I've fun. been making some weird noises with my body lately. Some creaking and some like cracking oh, yeah. and then definitely I've got I don't know like it this whole side of my body like it's like you ever get a really bad stitch like yeah, in your yeah. side but think of it on the right hand side for your whole rib cage like yeah. so like if I like laugh too hard or something like oh. it just I don't know I'm getting yeah too I like um. Mine is like my. I can pretty much crack my back at any point, mm-hmm. and my neck. Like if it's right, just like go, turn yeah. my neck to the side. Like I do mine right now. There you go. Yeah. Can you do the thing with your big toe, where you just crack it back and forth? I've been able to do that for a while. No. Wait. Let me see if I can get it on the mic. Oh my god. 
hear that? It sounds like a car blanker. <laughs> Effective. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been able to do that since I was like fucking 10 or something. I After I weird. stretch one of these days, I want to try to see if I can still put both my legs behind my head. I used to be able to do that, but I, I also scared to do it at 28 because you only got one chance. And if yeah. it works, and it works too I well. Think I've, I think I used to be able to do one leg behind the head or close to behind the head, but mm-hmm. I ain't trying that shit anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's like, what's the point? Who am I impressing? Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody. Yeah, just that's why I'm gonna put on my Tinder profile now. It's just I, like, put I put my legs behind. behind my head. Nice. Yeah, the ladies will love it. Uh, no, I'd probably uh, lose somebody over that. And that is going to be our segue. That's our segue. That's our segue. Beautiful. I'll let you do your thing. Uh, I think with grieving and loss, uh, if you listen to my mom's episode, we talked a lot about my early childhood losses, and I didn't really really realize how many and how consecutive and how short of a time period there were between them. And so growing up, since then... In my early childhoods, I also don't like funerals because I felt like I went to way too many growing up and they yeah, were all that. forced. And plus, it's not, you don't go to a funeral to have, like, you just go to celebrate life, but it's also some people really, they don't want to be around death like that. Yeah. I don't know. And that's a whole, that could spiral, so we're just not going to go there. But I do remember for me personally, the two that were the most recent in my life was one I was in Lexington, and it was my Aunt Rita. That one affected me probably the most so far um, out of all of them, any of them that I can recall, because Rita is who was a role model for me, and I could go on a whole thing about her, but she was like my role model. She... I aspired to be like her. I, yeah. She just carried like this positivity that I carry around. Like she's, she was literally like, I don't know. Like everybody loved her. She if if there was a if they opened up the Catholic Church to do a new round of saints, it, there would be a Saint Rita Burns. Like that's who she was. She just gave money to everybody, no questions asked. She mm-hmm. loved helping people. She was a I don't even know what she did. I think she was a teacher. I think she was a lot of different things. And she saw she was also a cancer survivor for a lot longer than she they told her she would be. And then towards the end when it was time, she lived every day like it was her last. She drove up to she bought a motorcycle, learned how to ride a motorcycle, drove up to Sturgis at freaking 63 years old, <laughs> got a tattoo at Sturgis. Nice. And came back, and they ended up driving back down. Just her body couldn't, you know, take it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just shit like that. She went uh, skydiving two weeks before that again. She had gone previous times, but I found out she died, and that one upset me a lot. I don't know because she was just always there and always positive and always checking in on you and always had that like cocaine attitude like or the, I, I know that sounds bad but like that let's excited energy yeah. like always happy hipper you know just not never a dull moment in our life and I think that one took me 
a while to process and there was a lot of things that I wanted to do in remembrance of her and I never fell through with them but I try like when I do something like I sit by in the Grand Canyon or I've talked about too much it's like I always think of her like it, I'm this one's for you Rita like it, it'll always be for you until I pass because like your legacy has to remain and it scares me and then the other one was um I'm just calling my great-grandpa. I don't know. Uh, it's my great-aunt's husband's father. So my great-uncle's father. Okay. It's like great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-
and like uh, plum a little bit of plumbing as well. And he's like, oh, I gotta go um, go to work, fix this uh, heater or something. And we're just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're 80. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but yes, uh, she was she was fantastic, and she was uh, she was one of those people that she was. <laughs> it's like interesting because she would always bring anybody into her home. Um, you know, if you needed money, if you needed food, if you wanted a popsicle, a cold pop, like she was there, but she was also the person that like, once you walk into the house, you could literally ask her like, grandma, what are you angry about today? And she would have five things to tell you she was angry (laughs) about. Um, and there were, you know, there were things about her that, you know, I didn't agree with her politically and things like that. And there are some things she said that I was like, okay, <laughs> we're just going <laughs> moving along. We're just going to glaze right past that. Um, but, uh, yeah, like that loss was, <laughs> I had a thought, but I'm going to keep that one. <laughs> the loss, that loss was difficult for me. And, um, I remember I was, we were at her funeral and like, I was, I was very upset, but I'm not a big, I, I feel like I cry more now, but I used to like not be a big crier like at all. And um, we're sitting there and I didn't start crying until my youth pastor walked in because one, I was not expecting him to be there. He didn't have to be there. Yeah. He had no obligation to be there. Um, and I don't know, like seeing him and like knowing that he cared about like our family enough to show up, even though you know, like I said, like there was no obligation. Um, but that was like one that took me a long time to process because, you know, in a way she did raise Charlie and I, um, you know, when my parents were both working during the day before my dad retired, um, we would stay there during the day, like in the summers, like when we weren't in school. And so, you know, she would, uh, take us to Meyer, like she'd be doing her grocery shopping and then she would be like, all right, you have a $20 limit. You can pick out whatever you want within reason, of course, you know, like can't buy a BB gun or something. Um, and then she'd send us home and, you know, my mom would be like, why do you have a skateboard? Like, yeah. <laughs> just like grandma bought it for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was a tough one to process because it, it was like losing like a, a second mom. Yeah. And um, the other one was... Uh, my one of my brothers, and for those of you that don't know, um, my dad was previously married, and he had uh, other children. And there's like quite a there's a big age gap, but um, my one brother Scott, he um, he was uh, I guess I mean he was he was troubled. He you know he had a lot of um, uh, mental health issues, and uh, he ended up taking his own life, um, which won't go into any like detail about that, but, yeah. um, he ended up taking his own life and, uh, that was like really tough for me because I, first off, like, how old were you? I was 15, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first time I think I had really experienced like someone close to me, um, lose like uh taking their own life yeah um and so i didn't like really understand it um and that was like a tough thing for me because i didn't uh, first off i didn't know why i mean i didn't know why 
and I also like didn't really like have the experience yet dealing with that kind of thing. And so, um, it was just, uh, you know, I remember like asking my dad a lot of questions about it and, yeah. you know, he didn't want to talk about it at the time. Naturally. And, um, I like re- very confused. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I remember walking down, like we, it was at this church and we were walking down the aisle to like, to, uh, to go up and see his body and then take a seat. And halfway down, my dad, like, collapsing. And my dad's the person that, like, I literally have seen him cry twice in my life, and that was one of them. Yeah. And um, he didn't understand. I think it was, like, he he understood, like, the situation, but he was just confused as to, like, why. And he took a lot of blame for it, and which ended up... Um, which we'll have to have another episode with my brother to yeah. actually, so we can both talk about it yeah, but, yeah. and our experiences. But Wait till you know, it's a good therapy session. Yeah, and, and not, my dad went through a really tough, depressive episode at that time for a few years mm-hmm. um, because he took blame for it and because there were like certain situations that happened leading up to it that like it wasn't anything that was his fault, but it was just kind of like... What uh, can he have done to help? Um, yeah, like, like be, be more supportive or like pay more attention. Yeah, and and it was like a whole thing of, you know, they kind of butted heads over um, certain events. Um, some of them I understood, some of them I didn't at the time, mm-hmm. and um, so he kind of took that as to being like, this is why he did it because of this situation, this situation. Um, and but when it's, it's not that at all. It's yeah. more of like your mind is not in a safe exactly. place. Exactly. Yeah. And it and it took my my mom and my older siblings to, you know, multiple times like talk to him and say like, hey, like this is not your fault. Like it's nothing you did. Um, it's a f- fucking horrible situation, obviously. But mm-hmm. like, you know, we just have to move on and and love on each other. You know, we still like we still have each other, and that's you know, I guess the only positive out of it. But yeah, that was like the second one that hit hard for me at like a younger age. Um, but yeah, like I, I guess like recently, um, I mean, like uh, I guess I could say my, like our like Katrina and I's or Katrina's um, aunt and uncle who passed. Mm-hmm. Um, her aunt, um, Aunt Peggy, she's one of the greatest people like to exist just in general. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, uh, and sadly passed a few years after. Yeah. Um, and that's like when we got really involved with like uh, relay for life and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, last year actually, I believe it was last year. Yeah. Got it seems like statement wound up. Yeah. Uh, the um, what is it? The Susan B. Komen Komen Foundation. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Okay, their CEO takes home millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. All right. right, but anyways, but yeah. Um, and then last year, um, her uncle ended up passing due to some various issues. Um, uh, but he uh, he had some other health issues, but he also had got COVID, which accelerated things and uh, ended up that 
lost him. And it, it was a rough situation because it was also like close to Did around the dog died. Too? Yeah, it was it yeah. was close to around that time as well. So those few months were like really difficult for both of us. And you know, I I felt like I had to like be s- stronger in that moment mm-hmm. because as much as it was like my uncle and my dog, like our dog, it was like her dog, like her puppy, you know, that she's had since he was literally like as big as my hand (laughs) and like her, you know, obviously her uncle who was basically her father. I mean, yeah, because her dad wasn't really around at the time. Took care of her. Yeah. And he, he took care of her and, um, you know, they'd sit and eat Arby's and just watch the Reds game and everything. And, and I'm thinking <laughs> the like this uh, the thing I'm thinking about right now is that Katrina is probably going to listen to this episode and I'm probably going to make her really really sad but uh, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll give her the warning before she listens to the episode. Um but yeah, we, like more more recently like that we was, should put a content warning yeah, in here too. That was like the right. big the big ones that um affected me more recently. And um yeah, I don't know. Like, um, it's just hard. Like, loss in any sense of the word is just really difficult to deal with. Whether it's a family, friend, um, relationship, pet, relationship, and like I've had um, not people that I'm super close with, but like online friends that um, unfortunately have mm-hmm. um, prematurely passed for one reason or the other, um, and just like the confusion of that and everything and knowing like the things they've been through but also thinking like oh you know they have this support system and blah blah blah. like we'll get through this and then like finding out that news is like fuck dude like i wish i you know you can't really do anymore but you sit there thinking like i wish i could have done more Mm -hmm. you know i wish that or i wish that they would have reached out to me like i would have drove to wherever you are like like, hey, just, like, sit down, relax. Like, I'll drive seven hours to, like, save your life. Because, yeah, like, I don't want you to... Like, I want you to stay here on this earth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it sucks because you just... I mean, you do what you can. And you say what you can. And you lean into... You let them lean into you and, like, um, be that support system as much as you can. But at the end of the day, it's like some things you just like can't control Mm -hmm. and that fucking sucks. (laughs) Yeah. I think that it's one thing that's weird for the, the hardest thing to process is something being consistent, a change. There's the change in the fact that you, whether it be a death or a termination of a friendship or relationship, even like with me, with my ex, it's like they're not having an enclosure off that, but like you, you had a routine like you had a I had a life we lived together for uh, for a while and it's like and then it just go, nothing like it's yeah empty like not there doesn't exist all gone yeah and like you have to start like for me I had to start learning how to be single again very quickly and mm-hmm. I'm still I guess I am still learning how to be single again because I don't take care of myself the way I should but Sometimes I wish I'd, like, if I pick up a cookie off the floor and put it in my mouth, I'd wish somebody to be, hey, maybe don't, like, <laughs> shit like that. Like, 
Well, when I have my finger in my nose, like I've had half this episode picking up boogers, and I, I sometimes do it in public, and somebody would be like, gross, like, stop that, like, just, ch- like, keep me in child check or whatever, but <laughs> um, just the absence is real, and just to know, like, they are, like, it's a weird thing to say, but they are never coming back. And yeah. as you and I are believers, uh, we can always take the chance that we believe that we will see him again on the other side. But it's just, it's a whole other thing to fathom and like even yeah. comprehend when you think about that. Um, I remember my mom grieved very hard when she lost her parents. And I remember her episodes, like you were saying with your dad and yeah. just trying to process it. I don't re- like the, and being as young as I was for some of those deaths, like, it didn't... It bothered me, and I cried. No, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a psychopath, and I didn't show emotion when those people died. I 100% did, and they all genuine, genuinely meant something to me. But also, at this point, at 28, it's like, it's been so long to where it's like, I'm, I'm now twice, almost twice past the age of when it happened, you know? So it's like, I've been alive longer than I was with them to even have any memories. So I think it's different too. Um, It's a really weird episode for me to speak on when I, now that I'm thinking about it, I do sometimes also, like you were saying, I think anybody who's depressed or mentally ill always thinks, I wish I was dead or like, what would it be like if I wasn't here? And sometimes the scary thought is, like, I, I think, well, you, Sarah, Allison, Andy, Q, my mom, like, I have a, my support staff yeah. is, like, you guys would be fine because you have all, like, there's no glue. It's all or nothing. It's like, oh, yeah, they'll be fine. It's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But they still got the, like, I, like, I'm just a numerical figure. And I think that's not, if your brain starts doing that, you should definitely go talk to somebody because I've been there before and I might even be there now. And it's like to a point where it's, I'm in a very dangerous spot with my mind and I'm like, these aren't thoughts that I should be having about like anytime you think about self harm or suicide or death, like that's when like you, you really got to kind of call somebody, talk to somebody a little bit and be like, Hey man, like, and I've said it on the past three episodes, and it's not like I'm crying out for help, but it's like just letting people know, if I'm going to be real with myself, I'm going to be real with you. Or if I'm going to be real with you, I might as well finally wake up and be real with myself. And I've even yes. talked to Sarah a little bit. I might be time to go to an outpatient center and you know just try to get... J- like take a break from the world. Because yeah. I think mine's coming down to just the pressure that's being put on me. Yeah. And that's just like, honestly, this could be a really good episode because it started with grieving and loss and then it ended up with me just openly telling people what's going on right now. Yeah. But uh, it's scary because it's like, I think like my alcoholism is getting worse. I see it. I know it. I'm aware of it. Shut up. Don't talk to me about it. I got this. I'm still functioning. But... There was a night that got really bad, like really bad, and I got really drunk, and I think there were shots involved, like uh, liquor shots, So, which uh-huh. if you're listening to this, I don't drink liquor and I don't do shots, and I haven't for 
four and a half years. Mm. One of my rules. And like, so you know, when I say, fuck it, give me a shot of fireball, like something's wrong. Yeah. And just to be like, uh, in that mindset and needing it, seeing it and knowing it and just like not even an intervention style, but Sarah sent me a, a decent novel of a text message saying, Hey, you're not good, man. Like this isn't, this has been going on for way too long and it's not funny anymore. It's not, you know, this isn't cute white call Karsten anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then, so it's like, what's going on with you? And it's like, fucking wish you, I thought you, you could tell me that because I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like I just, I just thought I was depressed and then I'll get over it in a few weeks and a few weeks yeah. just didn't, or a few days just didn't happen. And, uh, it's crazy. Like the lies we tell ourselves when we're depressed. Yeah. Like I'll get, like like, I've been through this before. Next week will be better. Yeah. I've been through this before. (laughs) And sometimes next week is better, but then the next week could be like three times worse. Worse. And it's like the same. And I've also, um, I think what's not helping me, but should be like where I'm getting confused is like anytime I go out in public or I'm surrounded by people that I genuinely adore and love and uh, like excited to be around. And, like today with Alicia, best day, best six and a half hours of my life this week. You know, just yeah. being with her and seeing her for that because uh, great friend, great former coworker, just uh, employee as well. Like uh, that's for those listening. Um, but then if I'm in public and it's like, I don't have somebody that's super, super close to me, like, I don't want to be in public. I just like, I just want to leave. Like when this shit's done. Um, but I think a lot of it's coming because of my, I, I have a lot of pressure on me right now and I'm putting a lot of it on myself, but at the same time there, I do hold a lot of responsibility right now and I don't want to accept that and I don't like that because that means I have to be an adult and I don't want to I don't want to do that I yeah. just I I just want to have fun and be responsible or yeah I want to be I want to have fun and be responsible do my job hang out with my friends and just like live a normal life until I die but the pressure of the things that I'm doing and putting on myself and coming from my mom and work right now, it's just I don't have a work-life balance at all. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't have a work-personal life balance. I don't know if I have a personal life even. It's that bad to where it's like I'm doing basically working two full-time jobs, taking care of my mom, making sure she didn't fall. She fell again on Sunday, by the way. Washing the dog. That's her fifth fall since last October, yeah. and every time I break down in tears because it's like, when's get like you got? I yelled at her. I fucking yelled at her, Ben. I said you've got to stop falling, and she's like, I'm just trying to do things, and it's like, in some things you can't. Yeah, you can't lift a sixty pound dog in your condition out of the yeah. utility tub, and like you can't do some things, and I don't. She doesn't take it seriously like I do. Yeah. And that's the challenging part. My mom does the same stuff. It's like she (laughs) wants to be... Like, her ignorance is worse than my ignorance. My ignorance is bliss. Hers is dangerous because it affects, like, her life. Yeah. So, 
But so working basically two full-time jobs with taking care of her and work and the podcast. And then if I can, let me get lunch with you. Let me go ahead and go out here. Let me take a walk today. Let me like go, go, go again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, how about no, no, no. Just yeah. <laughs> like, and that's, I think that's going to be my new motto and try to, uh, that's, I, I made, I made progress guys. I just, it needs to be no, no, no. Yeah. When I see go, 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 because I'm not sleeping great. I'm not, I look like shit, Ben. Like if you see it in my face and my aging and just like from the alcohol, like I know I'm going to look like, sh- I, that's why I probably, why I don't have a girlfriend is I look like shit. <laughs> Figured that one out too. Skincare routine in check, man. Dude, I have a phenomenal skincare routine. That's one of the things that I pride myself on. There's a book that this girl wrote. Yeah, that was real vague. It's called <laughs> it's called Hey Girl or it's like Wash Your Face or Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And I never read it, but I saw the I read the title and I was like, All right. And I was like, if a girl wrote this and it became an international like a national oh, yeah, she's seller, got multiple ones, yeah. Like a really good bestseller. I feel like it's I, I don't know. And I think it would be really good for me to read if I would ever pick up any of the books that I mentioned on previous episodes, still haven't have not touched any book since I told myself I'm gonna read. Anyway, um, but I feel like it was like a motivation of like, whatever you do today, don't forget to wash your face. Yeah. Like as that reminder. And so for whatever reason, after I saw all my girlfriends reading that book or having that book, I was like, all right, I'm going to wash my face every day. Yeah. And there's days when I miss it. I know it's yeah. going to be a rough day because I was like, I didn't do the one fucking thing that I should yeah. have done today. I feel I, like that applies. Like, yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. I feel like there's like a deep meaning to that like Mm -hmm. because you can apply it to like a lot of different stuff like i don't know like it's hard to like come up with examples but i think the purpose behind it is like take a small task that is easy to do and do it on repeat well yeah and like take take a small part of your day and like Take because, care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, take care of yourself, whether it's like that, like washing your face takes 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been doing it for 30. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for like probably less than that, honestly. I do. Yeah. I, and I don't wash my face every day. I, I have to. Um, I don't exfoliate every day and I don't hydrate every day, but I at least yeah. wash it like with my. Uh, I do a cleanser every day, and I've nice. been through four different cleansers because every time I run out, I try a new one just yeah. to keep things spicy. Um, but back to me, because that's what this podcast is yep. about. I think that like it's time to get help with alcoholism, too, in a way of just like I did the sober April, and after that, I don't think that I've... I mean, I've taken a few days off. Yeah. But by then, I mean, I've taken a few days off this year. And it's like, at what, what is, what am I doing? Like, that's how you, and I should have picked up on that sooner too, because it was like, I wasn't taking any days off of the week. Like, right now, we are, I am sober right now for those listening at home, and I've got the C4 Starbucks, but, um, 
And Wait. I pr- will be C4 Starbucks. C- <laughs> C4 Pink Starbucks. We got that C4 Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> About to be real hype tonight. I'm going to get back and watch my FBI on uh, Paramount Plus. That should have been my positive. I downloaded uh, Paramount Plus. Nice. Um, Share that password. Uh, I got you. Um, you got Hulu? Yeah. Okay, we'll switch. Okay. Um, it should have been a sign because I, prior to, like, even going back to last year in COVID, like, I had my drinking days, and now I drink every day. It's, and take days off occasionally. Like, even the night that I did the suicide shift and had, like, four hours in between, drank that night. For, oh, you've, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, you should be sleeping right now instead of, like, so I drank, take a nap, get up, go to work. It's, like... It's developing at a rate that I'm not being realistic with myself to say, hey, even though I'm still functioning, this is a not a coping mechanism. This is a drug you right now that you're doing, mm-hmm. and you have an addiction to it right now. And so you need to be honest with yourself and say, hey, either do another full month and sober up and then follow through with it again or go get help for this. Because it's going to get to that point where it's like, because I'm unfortunately the type of person who can't just have one and done. I keep going. And, but. That's how my uh, uncle was. I'll let this be an anecdotal story to you. (laughs) Sure. Um, So, oh yeah, that was one that I, I don't know how I forgot about that, but it it was rough for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, my uncle Terry, uh, he passed away four, four or five years ago, I believe. Um, he was a military vet, and he would literally drink. Uh, I would say at least a twelve pack a day. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I mean, drinking like it was water. Yeah, and um, it ended up being like really really detrimental to his health. Um, and I, th- I think, I mean, he had, he had cancer led to cancer and like problems with his liver, of course, and, like liver failure. Um, and I remember being at his funeral and like, it was, I mean, it was a military funeral cause he was mm-hmm. vet and like, they, you know, shot off the rifles and everything. And I just remember feeling like, so, um, I don't know, like I connected, I didn't really like connect with him, but it was like, I saw how much he was like struggling mm-hmm. and how, <clears throat> how almost like unwilling, like some of my family was to like help, help him. Yeah. Yeah. It was more so like, Oh, you know, Terry didn't come to Thanksgiving again or, yeah. Oh, Terry came to Thanksgiving, got mad. He didn't get a turkey leg and bitched off and left, you know, left out the door. And it's like, you know, it's like, why do you think he does that though? Like, Mm -hmm. because he doesn't feel accepted, accepted, supported, or like, you know, he sits in his kitchen and watches TV and, um, drinks Budweiser all day. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, I wish that I was, I mean, I guess like, I wish that I was older when I was younger to mm-hmm. like be that support step and step in and say like, Hey, 
Like, let's, you know, because I know, like, you know, his his wife tried and, you know, he got better. Like, you know, towards the last couple of years of his life, I mean, he stopped drinking as much and he started coming to family functions and actually, like, being there and being present. But, like, that just years and years of, like, drinking to excess and, like, not being active at all, mm-hmm. like, really took a toll and I'm sure being a vet like also had right. a mental toll on him as well mm-hmm. and probably was the main reason he was you know like alcoholic I mean yeah <laughs> let's be honest and I think that's some uh, another reason why I wanted to talk about this too is because if I say it on the podcast and I have a platform and I admit it to myself saying it out loud to somebody yeah. that makes it a reality to me that to me is a tangible way of saying I'm aware of this and then yeah. it keeps others accountable for me. Hang on, we're gonna be right back. It was sure is. Yeah, uh, we're back. Technical but, it, and to be honest, and with you guys and myself, and then also for accountability purposes too. So, like, if you see me in the next few weeks or when I, whenever this comes out and just like, oh, he's drinking again, like, call me out. Be like, hey, are, should you be doing that right now? Or how are you doing mentally? Are you getting the help that you said that you might need to get for yourself? And um, just because, like, that's the weird thing about depression is it works differently all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I was even going to say earlier, I was like, my depression, I, my I'm like a girl on her period. My depression has the same cycle, and I know exactly when it's going to hit, and I normally can tell how long it's going to last. And I can even see it coming forecasted mm-hmm. two days ahead. It's like I can tell when my breakdowns are going to hit, which is weird. Like it's living with it for this this long and being able to have that sixth sense of like I feel a breakdown coming, and mm-hmm. it's going to be in the next 72 hours. Like I can forecast that. And... I was just, I keep saying, I was like, I shouldn't be depressed right now. It doesn't hit until the end of the month. And it's like, are, what am I talking about? Like, I, it, like it has its own agenda. Like, I, I have a schedule <laughs> for my depression yeah. <laughs> to where I'm at my lowest point in my life. Like, what that doesn't make sense. But, um, yeah, so when on the past episodes, if you did hear it and just me talking about it, it's like, I'm not doing great, I'm not doing great, and the re- repetition of it, and then the incident, and it's like, thank God that I have not gone too far to where I can't reel myself back in. Yeah. Because that's one thing that I fear is, like, it takes half a second to make one stupid decision that impacts the life of me and everybody around me forever. Mm. Yeah. And I just have to, that's a thought that I wish that I would tell myself more. So, in a way to keep me back from the edge, yeah. if that makes sense, because... Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, I always think about, like, if I lost someone, you know, to... Dude, it's a morbid thought, like, thinking about your friends dying. Yeah. Like, right now. Like, I think about the way I would be affected, uh-huh. and then I think about, you know, where I have those days where, you know, I not having suicidal thoughts, but, you know, I'm driving down the highway to work and I'm like, man, I wish like a semi would just T-bone the shit out of me right now. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I have those thoughts and then I think back to like, if I lost a friend, how like confused I would be and how hurt I would be. Um, and like thinking about like their family as well. And I'm like, I think I might literally I don't go want numb to, to something. Yeah, like, like I think I would I, lose. Go and, ahead. And then I think like if I did that, whether it was you know self-inflicted or something happened, how the people around me would feel. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, like I'm I'm happily married, and yeah. the way Katrina would feel, and the situation that she would be stuck in, you mm-hmm. know, and how it would screw her up I mean like because it would screw me up if the same thing happened to her mm-hmm. so she I have would, to like reel myself back in like now Charlie has to step up and make yeah. sure she and and me too yeah. I was, Charlie has a better relationship with her than I do but like just to yeah be be there for her yeah yeah and it's just like I have to like reel myself in and like really think about like you said like it takes one decision to Mm-hmm. One like, second and to make one bad decision that can impact you for the rest of your life. Impact you and impact everyone else. The people around you. Mm-hmm. Like even beyond just your close friends and family. I mean, like I said earlier, like I've had online friends who, you know, have unfortunately made that decision and like I was hurt. Like mm-hmm. and I sat there just in disbelief and thinking like, you know, this person like has family, like they have a child and it's like, um, I don't know. Like, and I think about all the times where I've sat in my room, whether, whether it was me sitting in my room when I was 17, 16, um, or whether it's me sitting in my car before or after work. And I'm like, fuck, like, why would, like, why would I, like, why am I thinking like this? Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it all, it all comes down to like, I don't know, like, like, uh, self-respect and like our conversation about, you know, having like boundaries for not having boundaries for myself, but like having boundaries for other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, like it, it, it doesn't matter like how long the people, like the people around me, it doesn't matter like how long they're here like how long they're here on earth like whatever or here like whether they move across the country like whatever like i'm stuck with myself yeah (laughs) overall so it's like why wouldn't i want myself to like be happy and thrive the best way yeah exactly one thing that i think about too is the saying um you know like that when if you've ever been on Facebook or existed in the world, um, you've seen the meme or the thing on Facebook where it's like, don't commit suicide. You might, you, uh, your favorite TV show is going to come out. Your artist is going to put out a new EP. Yeah. You'll miss. And it talks about the future and all the positive things that you yeah. miss. And it's like, yeah, they'll do that anyway. Like I, to me, it's I've dismissed that one very easily for the longest time because it's like, who is that? Like, it wasn't helping me, and I was like, "Yeah, but it, they're going to do that anyway. It's not about you. Quit being conceited. Like they're releasing it because they're producers and music and all that shit." Or like, and then moments that happen that I don't expect to happen when I'm really depressed, and then I so I'll get 
I'll be thinking about killing myself, right? And I'll be like, I should kill myself. And then two weeks later, and then now I spent the whole day with Alicia or I uh, talked to Heather last night. Like, I, or Heather made a really funny joke. But, like, little things happen to where it's like, if I would have killed myself two weeks ago, I wouldn't have seen this happen yeah. or I wouldn't have lived this moment that was a yeah. up for me. And so that's the things I think about. It's like, that's how I look at it. It's like when yeah. something funny or positive or good happens to me, it's almost rare and that's shitty yeah. and it sucks, but it's a reality right now. It's like it, it because my brain isn't allowing a lot of positivity and good, like my brain shut down right now. So like I'm not allowing things, I, things or people or feelings to come in the way yeah. I should. So when it happens naturally, that's when it's like, okay, yeah, that was good. Yeah, well, do I mean I get FOMO about like the smallest shit. Yes, where I'm like, I don't want to leave a party too early because even if when I'm like half asleep, because like what if something mm-hmm. cool happens or yeah. like what if we take a group picture and I'm not there for it or like the worst or like or like my big one is like big like festivals or shows out of town where I'm like mm-hmm. all my friends are there mm-hmm. and I'm like man if I was there right like now. having that and then like when you think about the grand scheme of things and it's like you know imagine all the shit you're gonna miss like mm-hmm. but it's like on an even grander scale of like you know like if I stay alive and you know have a child which we plan on doing in a few years damn it and I know, right? Let's call that the end. Of why the would you just? Fuck, why would you fuck everything we had up? We had <laughs> so much going, um, but you know, like I would miss, like obviously the the birth of my child, and you know they're gonna have a child, and that's gonna be my grandchild. Which I don't even want to think about that right now. It makes mm-hmm. me want to collapse and die immediately. <laughs> um, and just like thinking about other stuff, you know, and I have like friends who, you know, haven't gotten married yet, and like. Or like are planning to get married in the next year or two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like thinking about how I wouldn't be there for that. But, you know, and like not even in a selfish way because then like that person is also going to say like they're going to be on their wedding day and say like, oh, you know, I wish Ben was here to see this or whatever. Or at least yeah. I hope, would hope that they would. Yeah, you're you know? right. <laughs> or, and, and on the flip side of the film, I would, yeah, it's just... I don't know, man. Like, it's it's going to be a wild ride from here, but I think, like, I got to sort some thoughts out. I got to get closure on a mm-hmm. few things that I'm not getting closure on, and I think that um, I'm obviously going to get uh, talk to my... I think I'm going to be my therapist uh, twice a week instead of once a week uh, and do some emergency meetings again just yeah. to get a little bit more ground covered because I think that what I'm doing right now is deflecting from reality and hard conversations that I need to have yeah, about sure. things that I've blocked out for way too long. Like, and I've been talking about my ex on almost every episode, the past four episodes. And every time I do, it comes fresh in my brain. Yeah. And I th- start thinking about that. And then I start thinking about other things like that. And then I start thinking about how she's married and happily in Louisville somewhere, and I'm left with nothing. Yeah. And that should have been our reality, not yeah. hers. And she's the one carrying that off. And I don't, I haven't processed that enough to where it's like, who gives a shit? It happened for a reason. Look at everything that happened because it did. Like, I'm not flipping it. 
Yeah. And that's what I need to go back and start taking some some of the things that I'm working on and flipping the narrative on yeah. them so I can be aware of like who I am and the person because I am I like I'm I know I used to be a great person. Like I still am. I'm I I fuck up and make mistakes a lot, like more so that more now than I have been in the past, but like I'm a good person and I'm a great positive caring person and I'm acting like this and I'm like I'm going I'm such an asshole. Like why am I doing this to myself and others around me and for what reason? And it's not for attention because even though I love attention, we all know that it's <laughs> it people know the difference of like, oh, he's doing this for attention or he's because I don't I don't do shit like this. Yeah. Nobody ever should. And that's when it becomes surreal. But and talking about like and you said grieving and the loss and I was just like, I think this is it because it's all fresh in my mind too. So like this yeah. episode will be like Carson's mental health or uh, Carson grieves his own life or some shit like that. We'll figure yeah. out a catchy name to it. But I just had to get that out there to let people know that I'm literally not okay and I haven't been for a long time. I have been drinking a lot. I'm aware I've been drinking a lot. The mistake that happened that could have been potentially disastrous the other night, I apologize to everybody involved. I'm sorry. I got out of hand. I drank too much. And my team was there to stop me at all fronts. All fronts. I mean, I think I had eight people involved that held me back from crossing the line. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have gotten to that point to begin with. And I let it get to that point. And that's what I think they want to hear is like, I allowed it. Nobody did it for for me. Yeah. And it wasn't the bartender's fault. It wasn't my bank account's fault. It was it was my fault. So um, there is encryption in that because it doesn't matter. It's in the past and there's nothing that can be done to... N- nothing happened. Just leave it at that. But yeah. it could have. Right. So um, that's what I just wanted to say uh, publicly and just let people know what's going on with me. So if we don't have an episode even next week or after this episode gets recorded, um, we're going to try to get a filler episode. But if in case something happens, I'm probably not dead. Knock on wood. Uh, but I might be getting help. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I might go to an outpatient center. I might just fix it myself or buy therapy and cutting out call out. And just now that I say it out loud and admit it, I think that it's the first step, obviously. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, once you, that's what it takes is just like realizing it yourself. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's the biggest step you can take mm-hmm. is realizing that you have a problem. I mean, that goes beyond, you know, alcoholism into depression, anxiety, like any of the topics we've talked about yes. in the past 17 episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just like, Realizing that in yourself and and then also like taking the steps to get the help you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to I don't know if we can wrap up on a positive. I've I brought it pretty I brought it pretty <laughs> fucking dark, guys. Like it's no, I mean honestly though, like that kind of is a positive, positive note is that, is that you are taking the necessary steps mm-hmm. and you've um 
you know, you've made the self-realization and, and you're actually taking it seriously. Yeah. Taking it seriously and not trying to just like, Oh yeah. I'll, I'll kind of roll off like a, like a duck water on a duck's back. Is that what they say? Words don't matter, but yeah, that True. sounds great to me. Um, what was I going to say? I think there's also too, I want to quickly add to that. There is a difference between like with, with any sort of addiction and whether it be one that's harmful or non-harmful, whatever it may be, most of them are, but, um, you had like with alcoholism and like, just like, I've always told myself I'll never go full sober. Like I believe that. And I've said that statement out loud to multiple people and to myself, because I don't believe that I ever will. I don't, I just don't think that's for me to go full sober. Um, but there's a difference between you having, like, because the saying is, like, you have to be ready to quit it. Like, you personally, I have to be ready to quit cigarettes. I have to be ready to quit alcohol and give it behind. There's a difference between that and, fuck, what was I going to say? The difference between you having to be ready to quit and walk away versus it's time and you need to walk away. I if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it that like before you got ready, no, you don't get you're not gonna get to get ready. You just have to do it. And I think that's for mental health too, like Ben was saying. It's not about I don't want this to be about alcoholism and I want it to apply with your mental health. I want it to apply with um your your anger, your any, like you said, any of the topics that you talk about or anything that you struggle with that's a negative, like that's apply it to that too. Yeah. Um, positive is that I still have my team. I still have uh, my life. I am living right now and I, I'm breathing. Um, and that's got to be the best thing that I can give yeah. back is just telling people like how hypocritical would it be, you know, if the outcome was different. Yeah. So, my positive takeaway, and this is a, I watched a, or not a video, but it was a clip from an interview, and um, it like really stuck with me, and I don't even know if I, I might have mentioned this in a past episode, but, you know, the question was, what's one thing that you can do to improve your mental health that will take you uh, 30 seconds or less a day, just mm-hmm. one, one thing a day. And the guy said, take like a notepad or your notes app in your iPhone and write down everything that you're struggling with that day or that week. Mm-hmm. And then cross out all the things you can't control. Okay. And then everything that you can control, deal with that. Yeah. Like we were talking about with my list and yeah. of like because it's like it won't get aired, but yeah. there's you know if there's eight things you're struggling with, there's a good chance that six of those things you can't control. Yeah, and that's just how it is, and, and it's the way it's gonna be. That's just kind of the way shit is, you know. But the things that you can control, work on that shit, and then mm-hmm. the stuff that you can't control, you just, just forget about it. Like I'm, yeah, you know, um, I'm not gonna say bottle it up, but you know, it's irrelevant. Are, yeah, like deal with the things that are tangible to you. Exactly. Like there are absolutes um, that you can't change, and then there are absolute not non absolutes that you can change. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're focusing on those things, then those things that you can't control are 
going to become less of an issue for you. Yeah. Because you're not going to just be constantly like thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's really my last, Positive. my thoughts on it. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this filler episode. Uh, as the numbers speak, filler episodes don't get the views and plays that the other episodes with the guests does. And so we get it. You hate us. But if you are listening to this, I do encourage you to go back and listen to the filler episodes because I think that all of them have been solid, thorough conversations yeah. to where we've covered a lot of ground and not bullshit like right. the attempt on <laughs> the last attempt uh those you what wondered attempt? that never happened yeah it never happened it was just i was tired ben was tired uh yeah. i with the we were drinking 6.2s and i was <laughs> way too high for me and so i had two or a half on the podcast and there was no conversation is what happened and i was i got home and i texted ben and i was like yeah, we got to throw that away. There is no content in that <laughs> yes. whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. And he was like, that's fair. And so, but um, we appreciate you guys sticking through with us too and listening to every episode and coming back. It just, it really means a lot. And it's something that every time we do this, it helps me a little bit more. Yeah. And it helps some of you guys a little bit more. Um, also next week with our guest, uh, we have a few comments to read and a few questions that we've been getting, uh, thanks to you guys reaching out. Um, so we will get to those comments and questions, um, and have a talk about that. Um, and then, yeah, go ahead and do the plug. Yeah. So take care of, uh, I forgot what the phrase is. Take care of your house. Something I don't know. Anyways, yes. Um, take care of your house, Ben. Yeah. What the fuck. <laughs> uh, we are so, at the end of the episode now. First thing. Tell. First thing. Um, <laughs> take care of your house. I don't know. It's like it's like the equivalent of like house rules, but just like the announcements that we're gonna plague you with for the next like. Four to eight weeks. <laughs> housekeeping? Housekeeping, yes. Good night. Do some housekeeping. All right, all right, all right, all right. I got it. We got there. Words this is the matter. part where you can turn okay, it off. We're, we're going to have a... I thought of this. We're going to have a sticker that just... Our little logo in the corner, it's just going to say words don't matter. That's going to be our first merch item. Okay. Okay. Down like, with that. Because words don't matter. Um, but uh, first announcement uh, that is going to be repeated is uh, we are still doing our intro song contest. Um, like I said, 30 to 60 seconds roughly. doesn't have to be any certain style or genre. Um, look, I know y'all are talented. I've been. I've seen your bands. I've seen your shows. I've seen your music you post. Um, I booked some of you. You've, uh, we've booked some, Carson has booked some of you guys. Like we know you got talent. We know you can write songs. So send us send us those our way um, to uh, mentalhealthmonday.info at gmail Correct. Sure. Sure. I think so. Um, you can Again, also... I made that when I was drinking, <laughs> and I think I set us up for a business page somehow. You so can we also... might be a corporation by this yes. point. Pay us. Uh, you can also uh, DM uh, Karsten or myself on Facebook. Um, again, that's uh, Karsten Long and myself, Ben Trailer, spelled like Taylor, but with an extra R after the T. Mm-hmm. Um Second announcement, uh, which we're going to bug you guys until December 10th. Every week. 
every is, fucking um, week. And new details maybe every yes. week too. So you never know. Is this an old message, new message? But uh, December tenth, we're going live, baby. Yeah, it's weird to say that. Like yeah. we're such a baby new podcast. This with, is a hundred some listeners yeah. and. And this is going to be a Friday, so I know you aren't aren't, aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. You got plenty of time to block every block your schedule out. Um, I'm literally that three days. I'm going to two separate shows, which one includes a flight, and I'm still going to be there. So y'all don't got any yeah. excuses. Uh, we hope to see a lot of you there, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have live music. We're going to have giveaways. Uh, $5 minimum donation at the door. Every dollar counts. Proceeds will be going towards mental health organizations. Uh, bands will be announced uh, probably a couple weeks out from the show. Uh, pre-sale tickets will not be available, uh, as is, like we said, is a, is a donation-based thing. Um, and we want to see all your beautiful faces at the door. So, And also, if you uh, would like to volunteer, maybe you know help take tickets, uh, help at the door, anything you guys want to do if you want to help out, even just like coming early and setting up, like we will appreciate that. Um, yeah, I think that's all the housekeeping we got. Um, thank you guys so much for coming back uh, week after week. Uh, we really appreciate all the kind words. Um, like Carson said, we have some comments and questions we'll be answering on the next podcast. Uh, so definitely tune into that. Uh, website is www.mhmpod.com. Our Instagram, mentalhealthmonday.info. Um, Check us out. Give us a follow. Uh, And if you need to talk to somebody, we're always here. And uh, don't be afraid to talk to a professional. Talk to a therapist. Um, Talk uh, to yourself. Yeah. But not like in a corner in a room alone. (laughs) Then then go talk to somebody else. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a pretty ongoing theme on this podcast that therapy is pretty fucking awesome. So It works um, when you allow it to. Yeah, so allow yourself to to help yourself and have others help you. Have and if you're wondering team. a good conversation to have with your therapist, let's start with Taylor Swift only has four good songs, maybe, if we're being honest with ourselves. And you all are just letting her run the world. So, good night. <laughs>